0: Before we get started with this week's episode of the podcast, I'd like to point you in the direction of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. For match day edits, polls, competitions, and more, be sure to check out We Are Southampton on Instagram. Matt, who runs the page, has been a guest on the show, he's been a huge help to me, and his work is fantastic. So head on over to Instagram and check out the We Are Southampton page. And now, here's the show.
1: Hello
0: and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. My name is Matt Markstone, and I'm the host of the show, and whether you're a first-time listener or you've been with us a while, I'd like to thank you for making the show part of your day. The Southampton Football Club is currently in the midst of an international break, which means there's no on-field news to talk about regarding the club. However, just because there's nothing going on on the pitch doesn't mean the club aren't involved in things that are worth taking note of. So for this episode, we're going to cast aside any doubts we have about the manager or our style of play. And we're going to focus on the things the Saints Foundation is doing in the streets and schoolyards of Southampton. To help me do that, I was able to talk with Greg Baker, the head of the Saints Foundation. We spoke on Friday about what brought him to the foundation, what drives the work that he and the rest of his team do, and some of the impacts they hope to have on the community around Southampton. I hope you enjoy our chat, and if you're absolutely looking for some tactical insight, kindly skip this week and come back later, or visit one of the episodes previously recorded because this episode simply won't have it. And now with that being said, let's go ahead and get to my chat with Greg Baker, the head of the Saints Foundation. You can find them on Twitter at SFC underscore foundation. And I'll talk to you after the interview. We'd like to welcome to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Greg Baker. Greg is the current head of the Saints Foundation. Uh, you can find the Saints Foundation on Twitter at SFC underscore foundation and links to their Facebook, YouTube and website are all in the show notes. Greg, I want to thank you for sharing your time with us today and coming on to talk about the foundation and the wonderful work that you do.
1: Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be invited in to, and to talk to you.
0: Thank you. One of the, the ways that this show normally starts is we normally start kind of talking about, about you, uh, to get to know you a little bit and kind of how you became a fan or if you're a fan. Um, I think we've only ever had one instance where somebody hasn't been a fan. Uh, uh, they they were writing about the team. But it, luckily, I think, uh, judging from our conversation before, you you are one. So um, are you a Southampton fan?
1: I am, yeah. I grew up in Southampton, um, came to my first game at the Dell um, in 1985, so aged uh, five. I've uh, been going ever since, um, had season tickets for a number of years, um, obviously then came to work for the club about three or four years ago, um, and uh, I'm as big a fan as ever.
0: Now, since you work for the foundation, do you then – are you required to be there on match day kind of in a work capacity or do you get to enjoy the matches?
1: The place wouldn't fall apart without me. Um, but, um, I do choose to come to every game and um, whether I'm working or whether I'm hosting, um, people or whether I'm here just as purely as a fan, I, I will be here every, every single match day. Yeah. All right. And also travel away when I can.
0: Okay. All right. Are you still a season ticket holder in, in some capacity or, or is that kind of not, not necessary now that you are the
1: we, we all are through the club. So the club is very kind to, uh, to give all employees a season ticket or, um, two in the case of full-time staff. So we are all season ticket holders if you are an employee of the football club. But, um, yeah, I sometimes have, um, the ability to be able to, um, entertain clients in the hospitality areas as well. So I, I sometimes use my tickets and, and often will be found elsewhere or sometimes I'm actually working and running around or here, there and everywhere. So don't get to see much of the game, but maybe off or meeting various people. So, um, a bit of, a bit of everything really.
0: Okay. Do you have a, a favorite place to sit in the stadium?
1: Uh, um so I'm generally quite fortunate that I sit around about the director's box a lot of the time. Um so around in the in the comfy seats in the uh <laughs> in the middle of the itchin stand. Uh but my season tickets are in the Itchin Chapel corner. So um so anywhere there, um and then often elsewhere as well, depending on what's what's needed that day. But yeah, I mean I i think there's there's different places in the stadium that you go for different experiences. Um and obviously, you know, the, the Northern and Kingsland is 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 fairly boisterous and you know that can be enjoyable um for for lots of reasons and then um you know other people will choose to be in the chapel or the kingsland stand um which is a a different experience and it just depends how you want to consume your football and um and how you want to watch the game really
0: all right one question i would have is is coming to work for the foundation and we'll talk about kind of how you how you got there in, in a minute but when you came to work for the foundation did it did it change the way you kind of experienced watching the club or did it change your kind of fan experience at all
1: um i think it's um it's inevitable when you work in a business that you are more um ingrained in in what's going on on a day-to-day basis i mean i've always been a fan so therefore been you know passionately um uh you know wanting the team to team to do well and wanting the club to thrive but i think there's undoubtedly when you when you work for the organization as well that there is an added benefit of the team doing well and of the club thriving so i think that yes it it, it enhances your experience in in lots of ways um and but you you consume football in a very different way when you work for the for the business i mean you you're, you're you're working on match day rather than coming as a fan and you're you know lots of fans will obviously go to out to restaurants or to bars or whatever before the game and obviously my experience of watching football now is is very different but but um yeah i mean the, the the fan experience of wanting the team to thrive and do well and wanting the club to do well both on and off the pitch is not something that's changed um it's just that i live it every day now rather than being a fan that you know that comes to games 20 times a season and and, and picks it up when i can so it's it's kind of my life really at the moment and,
0: and you've been with the foundation for about three years but i guess how did that come about? how did you come to to be a, an employee or work at the foundation or even uh, you know want to uh, approach a, a line of work uh, like this had you worked in in this field before that?
1: Yeah, so I when I left university back in 2001, um, I went straight into kind of charitable delivery. Um, so working actually on the on the streets um, with young people in St Mary's. Um, so not at St Mary's Stadium, but in St Mary's, as in the neighbourhood just next to the stadium. So started working there, um, got to know the guys from Saints quite well at that point in time. Went off to do various bits in various localities uh, across the south of England, um, including at one point in time working in Portsmouth, um, and um, then uh, ended up at the Football League Trust, and um, so. The the organization that was working very closely with saints in the days when we were in uh, the championship in league one so was was here very, fairly regularly um got to know mark abrahams who was head of foundation for a long time for 10 or so years um who is now the head of trustees or the chair of trustees um and um yeah when the role came about in 2014 Mark gave me a call and and I was um absolutely delighted to be considered and um you know it, it went on from there so so yes it has been my life so I guess in terms of working across the last sort of well probably near on <laughs> 16 17 years now working around um, supporting young people in particular but but supporting people that are potentially in vulnerable circumstances um, and then also binding in with my um, love of football generally and of course of Southampton football club was a was a perfect storm really so that's how it how it came about and obviously yeah three years ago and and kind of haven't looked back since so it's been a it's been a great three years and um, hopefully long may it continue
0: uh, the foundation has kind of evolved from uh, its inception back in 2001. Originally, it was called Saints in the Community, so it's changed in name. Um, but kind of explain how uh, it it has evolved uh, from your perspective since its
1: inception. Back. Yeah, sure. So in, in 2001, as as you quite rightly said, it, it started um, as Saints in the Community, which effectively was, if we if we break it down, was. Was going out into local schools and into the local communities and, and offering football courses and um, so that's something that we still do um, but over time we've become you know much more sophisticated and really working with people who need our support so in 2010 the name was changed to the saints foundation and and we also became a charity at that point in time rather than a a part of the football club um so that essentially allowed us to work in in any environment that we wanted to in terms of working with young people at risk working with adults at risk with um older people people with disabilities etc etc so that was the um driver behind that decision back in 2010 and since that point in time the the charity has grown quite significantly um so we now have 53 members of staff um, that are working on a full-time basis so not all of those are out in the community delivering projects but a a good number of them are Obviously, there is a, you know, an admin support and a managerial support that's needed behind the scenes. But in terms of um, the work that we do now, it's multifaceted. So right through, as I say, from working schools to working with primary and secondary school children, both around sport, but much more around numeracy, literacy, working with young people on the issues that they need to be worked, need need some support on. Um, So in secondary schools, that might be working with young people that are struggling with traditional education. So it might be in behavioural and inclusion units. Might have some emotional literacy issues um and really kind of trying to work with them on their own on their own terms. Um, we also work in evening sessions, so community sessions in, in across Southampton, um so really going to young people in their own communities, working in estate space programs uh going to back to schools in the evening to run sessions. Uh, in terms of our work with disability, we run the, uh, something called Saints Ability, which is a program for young people and adults with both physical and cognitive disabilities. Um, so that is football sessions, but also really much more being able to support the whole person. So in terms of being able to give them opportunities like able bodied people would have in terms of um, support with getting into employment or volunteering opportunities. Um, We also run something called um, the Hampshire Pan Disability Football League, which engages local grassroots teams right across Hampshire to set up and we will will support their setup to essentially to have disability wings of their able-bodied football team. So if you think about uh, teams that might have a you know a section from under sevens right through to adults. We've encouraged them and supported them to set up disability sections and they now play in a league which meets on a monthly basis a central location, really giving uh, young and so under 12s, under 16s and, and adults the opportunity to uh, play regular football um, as any able-bodied young person would be able to do. We also work with uh, what we would describe as adults at risk, um, so people that potentially might have had criminality issues, drug and alcohol addictions, Coming out of prison, mental health issues, supporting them, trying to put routine back into their life. So a lot of a lot of the people that we work with just don't have a routine, or the routine that they do have is something that's quite negative. So that might be drug taking behaviour, it might be alcoholism, it might be criminality. And actually, we provide alongside our, our really good partners, the Society St James, we provide a routine for for people. So we run about fifteen sessions a week, um, which is various sports, from football, uh, the gym, boxing, tai chi. Anything you can think of re- really, um, and, and working, as I say, with the societies in James who really provide the clinical support. So they run. The drug intervention service. They will run um, that, you know, that that clinical side that those people need as well, and we will provide the routine and the um, and the sports sessions. And then at the very top end of what we do in terms of age scale, we work with over sixty fives on a program called Generation Gains, and that is really to a to give older people who might be socially isolated something to do, Um, so other older people to meet in in their environments, whether that's in a care home setting, a community setting, or whether sometimes at the football club as well. Um, but also more than that in terms of core strengthening. So things like Fool's Revolution, making sure that the older people are more equipped to deal with um, the stresses and strains that life brings them um, and, and less likely to fall so therefore less likely to obviously to injure themselves but also as a knock-on effect to the um, hospital system within the city and that they're much less likely to to be um, engaged in that service and um, so we're really really multifaceted at the moment right working right through from our youngest participant last year was around about two through our saints tots program right through to i think 94 um so w- we would like to think that we offer something for for everyone at, an, at any age of their journey um you know, within the, within the city boundaries.
0: Yeah. So you guys have have really grown. You provide a, a ton of services and opportunities to, to people. And, and I assume it's, it's mostly within Southampton, but also across the, the, the Hampshire area. Is, is that correct?
1: Yeah, so most of what we do from a charitable perspective, so those programs that I've gone through runs in Southampton, and we made that conscious decision a few years ago that whilst it would be great to to work anywhere that we that we can, um, you know, whilst Southampton is a wonderful city as we know, um, it does have a number of issues, as do all major cities within the UK. So we made a conscious decision that we wanted to really kind of make the biggest impact possible within a within a smaller area. So most of the programs, as I say, run in the, in Southampton, but that's not to say that we don't work elsewhere. So our um, lot of our schools programs um, so the the, um, after school clubs and the lunchtime clubs and the PPA sessions and PE sessions run right across Hampshire sometimes into Wiltshire and Berkshire and surrounding counties as well and we in uh, September 2017 set up the education satellite program that we run so we've had a really successful btec national level three program um that's run at at the stadium since 2011 currently got 75 students engaged on that so that's a full-time course for both boys and girls um that basically have their traditional education with us but also will play futsal and football for for us in a league against other clubs so we decided in as i say in, in september 2017 to take that out to really to share that in a wider um, geographical environment so we now run programs um, out of the school setting in in fleet in the north of hampshire in salisbury in south wiltshire and then in the isle of wight as well the plans for september 2018 is to hopefully take that to more venues you know in that finite area and so therefore young people will have the opportunity to come to saints foundation via their via a school in their community and really engage in our services Hopefully get the support, you know, that, that we offer, which we think is unique. Um, and also to play in a competitive football league on a, on a, on a regular basis, on a weekly basis against other young people from either the other colleges or from other clubs.
0: Right. Right. And just a, a quick kind of side note uh, for anybody who doesn't know approximately how many people live in Southampton?
1: So Southampton as a city has around about 250,000 people on a census. Um So it's a, you know, it's, it's a big city. Um, yeah. It's not the biggest city, but certainly, yeah, it's, it has its, you know, it has its issues. It has its problems as we, as we all know that live in the city it's a, it, as I say, it's a great place to live, but it does have, social issues as does any city in the UK so therefore there are people that need our support for whatever reason whether that's because their situation or or whether that's something that they um, have maybe a a, um, not the greatest life choice Um, but we would like to think that we're there for those people to really to give them a step up to try and fulfill their potential so we at the football club talk about potential into excellence which is our mantra as a club so whether that's a first team player coming in to join us, or whether that's a, a, a you know a seven year old lad coming into the academy, would like to think that we are able to fulfil their potential, and we would very much say the same within the foundation. So wherever someone comes to us, whether that's a, a boy or a girl who has disabilities, or whether that's a primary school child, w- or we would like to, to certainly think that we um, support that young person to fulfil their potential, whatever that might be.
0: And and you mentioned kind of uh, the the changes that have, that have happened from uh, the time that it was, it was the foundation was started to, to now. Um and, and I'm sure some of that was in maybe addressing the changes that are going on within the city. I'm sure the the city has changed in that time as well. But um where do some of the ideas for these different programs where do some or most of those come from?
1: So it depends on the programme, really. So we, we're fortunate as a Premier League club that we get a huge amount of support from the Premier League. I can't stress that enough, just how, how much of the support that we get and what we're able to do is really down to, to the Premier League. So the Premier League essentially will take money from the TV deals. So we as a Premier League club are able to, imply, to apply into that money. Um, So around about half of our money on a grant-making perspective will come from the Premier League. So therefore... In those cases, there are a number of programs that we run that other clubs run. So, so the Kicks program, for example, Primary Stars is a centralized program. So the ideas, whilst there is a localization in terms of us able to change and really locally affect what what is done within those programs, they are pretty similar up and down the country. There are then others that we will work with the local council, or we'll work with the local police, or we'll work with the you know the local youth service, for example, or the local youth vending service, I should say, to really make sure that our programs are impacting what we need to impact in the in the local area so for example our community champions program that which we run so six secondary schools have full-time members of staff in those community in in those schools so in secondary schools that was a program that we came up with together with the city council in terms of young people in those schools needing more support and we were able to provide that support similarly our generation gains program which is the program that works with over 65 year olds we work with the city council again in terms of those adults older adults in the community that really have not had those opportunities to um, integrate and to have some social cohesion within their within their community. So again, that was a program that we came up with together. We run a men's health program for over 35-year-old men who have some issues with their weight. Um, so a BMI of 28.1. Um, or more, uh, a waistline of, I think, 30, 38 inches or more. That was a programme, again, that the City Council approached us, said, you as a football club, we believe that you have the ability to run this programme better than anyone else in the city. So th- it comes from a number of sources, and it also does come sometimes from you know, myself and, and others within the foundation sitting down and saying wouldn't it be great if we did this programme, we believe that there's a need, but what we would say is that those programmes don't just happen because we think it's a good idea we will sense check that with the local community we'll sense check that with the local council and make sure that actually the, what we think there's a need for there really is a need um, but as I say we're, we're really fortunate as a Premier League club that we get support from the Premier League we're also really grateful to our other funders that, that, that give us money, so whether that's BT Sport or whether that's Comet Relief in the past whether that's children in need now people's post lottery the local police and crime commissioner um Hampshire is white community foundation european social fund we're really fortunate that we get a huge level of support but all of those things are very very well planned through and you know you don't get money for nothing i mean basically you you will have to um, work to a social need that exists but yeah it comes from various ideas and need within the local area
0: you briefly mentioned, I think, before uh, approximately how many employees the foundation has. But uh, generally, when when I do the show, we kind of uh, always like to talk about some, some team news. So we're going to talk just a little bit about uh, kind of like what the profile of a Saints Foundation member might, might look like. So uh, yeah. if somebody was coming in and they were interested in maybe uh, volunteering or possibly uh, being hired on, uh, what are some of the things that you look for in employees or volunteers that work for the foundation?
1: So, I mean, our team has a lot of variety in it. But what we would always say is passion. So that is the most important thing. All of our staff absolutely every single member of our staff has a passion for what we do they have a passion for their own field so whether that's health and fitness whether that's working with older people whether that's working with young people whether that is a football coach um, they absolutely have a passion for what they do and I'm always struck every single day by the desire that these guys and girls have to make a difference and I think that's the most important thing there is absolutely of course some need for specific qualifications so we very much work to football coaches have to have level two certificates um, to to be able to coach to the level that we want to the health and fitness providers will have to have the health and fitness qualifications people will have to have experience of working with various demographics to to exist and to thrive in those environments but as i say the most important thing is that someone as a volunteer or as a member of staff comes to us that they really show a passion for what they do and um, we absolutely want people in our in our team that want to be out there that want to work with people and want to change people's lives i mean it is a job that is that is to be totally honest all encompassing um you know people have to and do care about the participants they work with so therefore you know i think it would be an injustice both to themselves and also to the participants that we're working with if people really didn't passionately care about what they're doing on a day-by-day basis so you know that is the that is the prerequisite. Our, our workforce is varied um, through from people that are first jobs out of university. We've got seven apprentices within the team. Um, we've got, you know, older, older duffers like me um in the team. But you know, there there is a massive variety and I think that's what makes us such a successful team is that we do have that variety. We do have people looking at things in different ways, different levels of experience, um, and, you know, different different desires. And we're a multifaceted team. I mean, we are effectively a small business within a much wider business. Um, you know, as I say, we're hugely grateful for the support that Southampton Football Club give us. Um, but we also do have multifaceted roles within our own team, so obviously we have team managers we have uh, apprentices, we have administrators, we have people that look at data, we have people that work on comms, we have marketing people fundraising people all within a within a quite a small team so you know as i say the the, the thing about passion of what people are doing on a day-by-basis, A, makes their job enjoyable, but also makes them a successful employee for us.
0: Absolutely. And as a, as a teacher and somebody who's worked in a school for, for some time, uh, it's very evident when that passion maybe isn't there from somebody, even if they're a new hire or there's somebody that's been there a while, uh, the, the kind of impact they have on people. It, it takes something extra to kind of do, I think, the work that you guys do.
1: C- uh, completely. And, and the reality is that people soon get found out as well in terms of, you know, we have guys and girls that are working with some quite tough, hard to reach kids sometimes, you know, and and those people are unforgiving in terms of actually if they if you get the impression that the the person who is teaching you or coaching you or mentoring you doesn't want to be there, then ultimately you won't be there either. So I think right. we as I say, owe it to those participants and also to our members of staff that Actually, they have something that they can really own and really kind of yeah, get their get their teeth into, and, and more or less exclusively over the last three years, we've only had members of staff, and we've made some really good recruitment decisions of having people that are passionate about what they do, um, and that is the most important thing, as far as I can I can see.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um- I guess for you, if, if somebody wants to be involved, how do they, how do they get involved? If they say wanted to contact, I wanted to volunteer or maybe uh, apply for a job, would they go to the website or how would they go about that?
1: So all of our jobs are posted on the football club website. So as I say, we're very, very integrated into the football club. So the football club are, you know, our biggest supporters in terms of they do our, all of our recruitment. So that, that would be where it would be. Occasionally we will also put jobs and, and volunteer roles on, on our social media channels. So on our Twitter and Facebook. Um, but generally, it would be to um, to contact the the football club via the via the website. There are opportunities often for volunteers, which effectively, you know, is is an open recruitment year round. But also for casual coaches as well. So if anyone that's listening has a desire to want to work with us on a casual basis, those are pretty much open all the time. Um, so they would uh, they would email the HR department at the football club as well which I believe is hr at saintsfc.co.uk as an email address just with a proactive um, and that will make it through to us and as I say we're all, always looking for people particularly for coaches if I'm honest um, in terms of football coaches and sports coaches that could work in our in our uh, football de- and sports development team but there is ample opportunities and there is also an opportunity and I will get this plug in there to um to fundraise for us as well obviously Absolutely. you know we are hugely fortunate as I say from the to be a a Premier League football club that gets a huge amount of support, both from our own football club, which, you know, I can't stress enough just how much support we get from the football club in terms of as a cash value or as an in-kind support, the very fact that we're based at St. Mary's and, you know, we have an office there. We get all of our HR support, IT support, all of our marketing support, everything for for free, which is is amazing. But um, to sustain and to grow our programs as we want to, we do have, to to fundraise publicly Mm -hmm. so whether that's through corporate donations or whether that's through people getting involved in our events so there are lots of events that fans can get involved in so both from afar if people want to fundraise us by doing any weird and wonderful things then they absolutely can um so whether that's running marathons climbing mountains riding bikes, et cetera, et cetera, then obviously we're more than, you know, more than willing to support people's um ability to do those. But also we do have our own events as well. So for example, we've got the, the very soon coming up the game of two halves, which will see a team of current Saints players and ex Saints players take each other on at St. Mary's in a, in a comedic quiz, um, which should be a great night. It's the second time we've done it. And, and, you know, it, it will it will be fantastic. We also have an opportunity, hopefully later in the year, to play on the pitch for those people that are that way inclined. A cycle ride back from Manchester City for the last game of the season in May, uh, May 2018. So cycling back from the Etihad Stadium to St Mary's for the last game, um, which is the sixth time that we've done it now. So we've been to various locations: Leicester, Aston Villa, Brighton, Crystal Palace, um, and Reading. Um, so that is you know the next one in that long list, um, and you know lots of opportunities which are always advertised on the website. We did our quiz last month, which Matt Letizia and Charlie Austin kindly hosted, um, which we had around about 60 teams across two locations, one in London and one in St Mary Stadium. Um, So people are already doing amazing things for us. But obviously, you know, we would like to encourage and, and hear from people as well. If people have ideas, if they have particular desires to do events themselves or for us to put something on, then please do get in touch. We're always really, really pleased to hear from people um, and to, to share our story.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And just so people know in the show notes, there will be, or there are links to the the website where the jobs are posted, um, the email address for the HR department at the the football club. And, and then of course the website and the Twitter and Facebook pages for, uh, the saints foundation itself. So, uh, anything they're looking for, they can get there. Uh, want to make it easy as possible for people to, to get involved if that's, uh, how they would like to do it. But, um, I have a couple of questions kind of based for you and, and they're, they're kind of broad questions. So I, I apologize. Um, uh, but doing this kind of work for you, what is, what's the best part uh, of your job?
1: Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really fortunate to work for my football club. I'm, I'm fortunate to walk in every single day to a place that I love. And you know, I, I, I'd probably love my job if I did this kind of work anywhere else, but actually it's an added bonus of being able to walk into the, to the club that I love in the city. So that to, First and foremost, that that's kind of my driver but also i mean more than more than anything is absolutely a belief that we make a difference to people and that's absolutely what we want to do and what i believe that we do do so whether that's young people um people with disabilities older people i absolutely 100 percent, believe that we make a huge difference to the lives of people in the city and absolutely you know that is something that that drives us all and i I think I said earlier, you know, the passion of people is right. amazing and right. I enjoy working in our team. I enjoy working within the context of the football club. As I say, we get a huge level of support from others within the football club that don't work within the foundation. So whether that's, you know, the ticketing department or the retail department, you know, I'm, it's a pleasure to work in such a forward thinking and, and, you know, a joined up football club. So I think there's lots of reasons for really kind of, um, you know, absolutely loving what I what I do and what we do. But ultimately, you know, we wouldn't do what we, we do. We've that people's lives, and ultimately, I absolutely believe that in partnership with with the people that we're working within we're absolutely making a difference to lots of people's you know, daily lives and, and helping them fulfill their potential and, um, you know, giving them that opportunity. So, there's that's essentially why we do it,
0: absolutely, absolutely. So, just b- before we wrap up here, um, if people are looking to support the foundation, you kind of mentioned they you guys are willing to kind of engage with people in any way that they want to support. But, uh, you guys have, uh, I see frequently on your social media channels there are eBay auctions. They, uh, you provide spaces, I think in the, yeah. the ABP half marathon, uh, things like that. Are there, is there anything coming up, yeah. uh, in, 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 the next, in the next couple of months, maybe, uh, in the next, maybe six months that, that you would say people can get involved in. That's kind of one of
1: your kind of mainstays. Yeah there's plenty of opportunities to get involved so on the 22nd of November there's the game of two halves at St Mary's so that would see a team of of legends um headed up by Matt Latiz, um take on a team of what we call superstars so first team players uh, which is headed up by Charlie Austin um hosted by Kenzie Benali and Kelvin Davis at the stadium so that should be a really fun night we did it last year really great success watched um numerous thousand times on 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 social media um and a great way to engage with the foundation um lots of opportunities to be physically active so whether that's running the abp half marathon in april or that cycling back from manchester city in uh, may to the last game of the season if you get involved in that there will be an opportunity to walk around the pitch at time, take the applause of the crowd and have a, obviously a really great feeling that you've achieved something momentous which is a 260 mile bike ride which you know is is, is pretty amazing in its own merits um mm-hmm. Hopefully an opportunity to play on the pitch for people that are that way inclined at the end of the season. Um, and um yeah lots of opportunities one of the other things is is our ebay auction site so that's for probably people that are less physically active or or, or, or into their memorabilia and and um player worn items so we're really fortunate as i said before to get the support of the football club and in particular the support of mark forbes and the kit team um from um, from staplewood so i'll often ask and, and get uh, player shirts directly from the game so they'll be wet and smelly and dirty when they <laughs> when they come to me we'll we'll uh, We'll get those up on the auction site. So there's loads of opportunities, whether that's to... We've still got some of the white shirts from last year, which was a really rare, limited edition Under Armour shirt, Uh um, through to um, the Home and Away shirts this year. Loads of player boots... Loads of great things on there that, you know, we, we just don't really know what's going to come in on a day by day basis. So those things are is the only place to get officially uh, recognized Southampton FC um, authenticated memorabilia. So that's a that's a really great option for, you know, for yourself or, or to buy presents for, for people. So do check that out. But the the most important thing is if anyone's got any any burning desires to do any particular event or they've got a great idea for a fundraising event that we could do, please do get in touch. We're always really, really happy to speak to people, really willing to give people support um, for their own fundraising events. Um, and um, yeah, please drop us a line and, and we'd be delighted to chat.
0: All right. All right. And and you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the backroom staff, uh, not necessarily the foundation, but at the, at the football club itself, kind of helping you out. Um, very recently, uh, just last week, uh, Pellegrino and his backroom staff, uh, played a, uh, a soccer match against the UK, uh, journalist or media 11. And, uh, they, they fared pretty well. They won two nothing, I believe, um, mm. against the journalist, one of the other guys who does a podcast was there, the guy who runs the saints FC podcast, but, um, if if I had to ask you if you had to put your your foundation staff up against uh, that that team who took the field under Pellegrino, how do you
1: think you guys would do? Um, I'll be completely honest. I hadn't seen who played for the Pellegrino 11, but certainly the lads in the foundation um, we we do play regular football matches internally against the other staff, and they they do okay. We've got some good good players, um, lads and girls um, that play at a very good local level. So I'd say that they'd probably uh, they'd probably fare all right. But um, I as I say, I haven't seen who played exactly for, for Maurizio's eleven, so I couldn't really comment. But certainly in terms of internal staff games between the foundation commercial teams um, and what we call support services, um, our lads will generally do do okay. And there's, as I say, there's some really good you know local league um, semi pro players that are in our in our side. So um, yeah, I, th- I think they, they do okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can just say that the, uh, from the videos I saw, the, the manager looks very comfortable on the ball. He looks, uh, you know, I Oh, think- well,
1: absolutely. You don't play for Argentina and Liverpool without being comfortable on the ball for sure. So, um, no, absolutely. I'm sure he is, um, he's very, I think, I don't think you ever lose it. If you've had it, you don't lose it. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm sure he's, he's, he's got a, he's got a touch on him and he's got a team that could, um, you know, around him that can also play.
0: I was uh, laughing with some of my friends because, uh, I'm a teacher and we played our, our varsity women's team. Uh, at the high school that I teach at, the other night, uh, the same day that they played, uh, the the coaching staff and the media, and uh, the the difference between <laughs> between the way those two matches looked, uh, hmm. night night and day.
1: I mean, the reality is some of those guys down at the training ground, some of the guys and, and girls as well that work in our in our team. You know, they football is their is their passion, it's their life, it's what they've always done. Um, so, you know, a number of them have, have done pretty well in their in their careers, local non league careers, um, semi pro careers. Um, you know, that they, they've 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 done some some great they've had some great achievements. So, you know, they are some some good players, albeit obviously not Premier League standard players like our own. But um but yeah, there's some uh, there's some good players in, in terms of a staff team for sure.
0: Absolutely. Um is there anything else that you'd like to add be- before we kind of wrap
1: this up? I don't think so. No, I mean I'd just you know, like to say Thank you to you for giving me the opportunity to talk. It's, you know, as I said to you before, we absolutely want to get our message out there. We want fans to understand what we do. Um, You know, we, we, feel really confident that we do a great job for the community. But actually one of our big challenges is to try to let fans and the local community know exactly what we are doing and what we are offering. So opportunities like this are, you know, are a really great thing for us to, to get involved in. So, you know, just thank you for, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. Um, and, um, you know, if there's an opportunity to talk again in the future, then more than willing to do so or to talk to some of our guys that are actually out there. Delivering services, which is you know has has a, a more intricate knowledge of specific programs than I do in terms of whether that's working with talking to someone who works with disabled young people or whether that's working with vulnerable adults or older people. Then you know we'd be delighted to to, to talk to you again in the future.
0: Absolutely, this has been my absolute pleasure, and this is uh, you know something that uh, kind of remind myself that football is so much more so, so much more than what just happens on the pitch and i think that to, to see the work that you guys do and to be able to talk to you about it and hopefully uh spread the word to more people and and help more people get involved uh whether it's through volunteering or working there or or getting maybe the services that they they that they need uh, that they weren't aware of before i think that is uh what it's all about so uh, i i thank you for for taking the time to do this i know we We've, uh, you know, had connection and not connection quite a few times this afternoon, hmm. um, but it's it's been uh, a wonderful, uh, wonderful to talk to you, and I, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this.
1: No, fantastic, and yeah, thank you for the opportunity.
0: No problem, and we definitely will talk again, and uh, yeah, and we'll make sure all the links and stuff are all going to the right places so people can get in contact with you uh, easily. Brilliant. Enjoy the rest of your evening, and have a good night.
1: Fantastic. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.
0: And that was my conversation with Greg Baker, the head of the Saints Foundation. Once again, you can find them on Twitter at SFC underscore foundation, and the links to their Twitter, Facebook, and website are all in the show notes below. So please do not hesitate to contact them. And I'd like to especially thank Greg for giving me his time. He gave me well over two hours of his time to help uh, explain those things to me. Uh, and he was very gracious with that, and I, and I can't thank him enough. Uh, for me, this is always a reminder that as much as we all care about the tactics and, uh, the formations and the manager and the player performance and things like that, as much, as much as that is what initially brought me to the club, seeing that this club cares about the community around it. Uh, and that it has people who are as passionate about what they do completely surrounding it is completely encompassing it. Um, just is one more reminder that I know that I, that I chose, uh, the right football club to support and, you know, not being from Southampton and not having, uh, not, not, not being born into it, um, having the opportunity to literally choose any football club, uh, in the world. And, and this is just one more reminder that I've chosen the right one. And, uh, I can't thank Greg enough for, for, for that. And, you know, sometimes the things that go on, on the pitch, uh, they don't represent the whole story. And I think the things that the Saints Foundation are doing off the pitch um, are fantastic. And uh, every interaction I've had with any of the employees, anytime anybody's ever spoken about it, it's always been 100% positive. And I am honored to be able to help share uh, a little bit of their story. And I hope that this reaches new ears. That being said, the international break is coming to a close. We have an away day next weekend against Liverpool. That is a huge match. It begins a kind of tough run of fixtures for us. And, and the on-field performance is going to have to improve somewhat if we hope to get any points out of this. And if we hope to stay out of a relegation battle, I think the time between now and the Christmas period, uh, is especially important. I think it will really shape the rest of the season and we'll just have to see kind of how it all pans out. So, um, Next week, I am actually going away uh, for the weekend uh, with a group of, of friends. Um, I think you guys call it a stag do or something over over in the UK. I don't know what we call it here other than I'm going with my friends. Um, so I don't know what my voice is going to sound like the next time that I speak with you. And then by the time you hear next week's episode, I will be at Disneyland with my family. So uh, you will have an episode for sure. Uh, I promise you that. Uh, I hope that I am somewhat coherent and actually able to speak. Otherwise, it will just be me groaning into a microphone for at least five minutes. I won't, I won't shortchange you too much. But uh, I'd like to thank you once again for listening. I truly appreciate all your support. Please do not hesitate to send in uh, a review. If, if you have one, you can leave it on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever else that you get your podcasts. If you don't want to do that, you can send me a message on Twitter or Facebook. We're at SFC D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y or at Facebook.com forward slash SFC Delivery. There is no underscore in the Facebook address. So don't ever hesitate to get in contact with the show. We love hearing from you, hearing how we can improve the show, hearing how you like the show, how you listen to the show, where you listen to the show. All of those things uh, do really uh, make me feel good, if nothing else. So uh, thank you once again for your time, for listening. And uh, until next time, remember that together we march on.